Welcome to Cocktails and Capital, the working on your business podcast that feels more like grabbing a drink with your best friend. I'm your host, Sarah Tatum, that best friend. I'm the owner of Tatum Accounting, where we invite our clients to take a vacation from their bookkeeping. In this podcast, I'm going to give it to you straight. Talking points and vague tips, we don't do that here. There's a bunch of noise out there in the entrepreneur community, especially when it relates to finances. And when you're trying to run your business, you just don't have time for that. And I know that you would rather be doing literally anything other than recording expenses and logging into your accounting software. So I'm bringing you practical advice without any of the fluff, just like your best friend would. So turn the volume up, grab your gin and tonic, and let's dive into this week's theme. Hello, welcome to episode 32 of Cocktails and Capital. This episode is going to be all about the kind of rundown of business taxes that I think you should expect if you are going to form a business or if you're already in business, some things that you might see in the future, depending on your growth. So we're going to call this episode the business taxes cheat sheet. This is going to be kind of a long one and kind of in depth on taxes. So please get some coffee, stay with me, make yourself a cocktail if you're listening at night and let's get into it. Are you ready to take a vacation from your bookkeeping, but your business is not quite there yet? At Tatum Accounting, we have plans that scale with your business, making them affordable at every stage. For the business owner who needs help with their accounting, but maybe is not ready to completely outsource their books, check out our new office hours package. With office hours, you get access to our private Facebook group filled with educational resources, webinars, and tools to make managing your books so much easier. The best part? Private, weekly, one-on-one support. Jump on weekly calls with an accountant to discuss anything and everything. Pricing, expenses, QuickBooks. We're here to get your questions answered. For just $150 a month, sign up for our office hours by visiting tatumaccounting.com forward slash office dash hours. Or visit our show notes for the link. Now, let's get back to the episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm actually recording from beautiful, sunny Panama City, Florida, hanging out with my parents for a couple of weeks and just kind of enjoying the sunshine, enjoying the time here, getting some taxes in and year-end closes in, in the beautiful weather. So win-win. It's been a lovely time. I don't know if you guys know, but I'm actually based in Virginia, so it's a little bit dreary up there right now, lots of gray, lots of rain, and so this being down here in Florida has just kind of like brightened my um, outlook and my days. And if you know, you know, Um, but the point of that is, is make sure that you get out in the sun during this busy time of year, make sure you find some sunshine, something that makes you happy, something that relaxes you, gives you a little bit of calm, just kind of helps out in general. Today, this episode is going to be for the new business owner. Uh, We're going to go over a kind of business taxes list of what you might expect to pay or what you might want to plan for as far as business taxes go. And this is just going to kind of help you be a little bit more prepared for what you might be expecting when you open your own business. 
So it is definitely exciting to open our own businesses, but it's something that we want to be financially ready for and something that we want to make sure we have a plan in place for, especially with taxes. They can be so overlooked because they're not being pulled out of our paychecks because we're not getting paychecks in most instances. So we're paying self-employment tax and all kinds of other taxes. So we want to make sure that uh, you have a plan to cover those because the penalties and interest can be massive. So first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about the two main ways that business taxes are going to be different from personal taxes. So the first one really depends on your entity election and your setup. You might be forming a Schedule C if you have a smaller business. A Schedule C is what we're going to use to refer to a sole proprietorship, a single member LLC, a disregarded entity. That's going to be a Schedule C. Now, if you're on a Schedule C, your business is going to flow directly through to you on your personal tax return. So there is no difference on anything. However, if you're a single member LLC and you elect to be an S corporation, your business is going to have its own tax return. It's going to have its own entity. If you are a C corporation, that one has even more of a complicated tax return. You're going to have multiple shareholders, more than likely multiple shareholders, and you're going to be double taxed on that one because you are taxed on your corporate income as the corporation. You are also taxed on your individual shareholder income on your personal tax return. So that one's super important. Same thing as an S corporation applies to a partnership. They file their own informational return, but generally don't pay any actual taxes. So S corporations and partnerships generally don't pay their own taxes. There's some very specific instances where they do, but that is an entirely different topic and an entirely different episode. The second thing is that you are able to have more deductions and write-offs on your business side of things, your business return, even if you're a Schedule C versus your personal side of your return. Now, I'm sure a lot of you are on TikTok or Instagram. You've seen reels where they are saying you can do all these things if you just form an LLC and you have plenty of write-offs to choose from. That is not exactly the case. So we want to make sure that we clarify that, but we will be doing an episode in the next couple of weeks where we go over the latest TikTok advice that's being given. So while you might get more business tax deductions and write-offs than your personal side, make sure that you vet the things that you're hearing in regards to those business deductions. So as a business owner, you're going to face many different kinds of taxes. And we're going to kind of dive into each one just a little bit. We did do an episode on this in our early season of the podcast. Uh, so if you want a little bit more of an in-depth overview of the different types of rates that you might see in these taxes and how to kind of prepare for them, that's where you're going to be able to find this. So we'll link that in the show notes for you. So these taxes are going to be things like your federal taxes, your income tax, your self-employment tax. State taxes, again, if your state has income taxes, there are only nine that don't. So this is definitely something to pay attention to. Franchise taxes, the estimated taxes that you need to make sure you're paying throughout the year. Sales tax is a big one. And any payroll taxes, if you have payroll that you're running for your employees or for yourself, if you're an S corporation. So what are these? Your federal taxes is going to be any tax that is imposed by the IRS 
on your yearly earnings of uh, taxpayers, C corporations, and other legal entities like trusts and things like that. So your federal taxes is essentially what you think about when you know you're filing your tax return, like you might be right now. Uh, federal taxes are generally progressive, with higher tax rates on higher income levels. So the more that you're earning in your business, the more you can probably expect to pay in taxes, right? That's kind of common sense. Some states also have a progressive tax system, while others are going to impose impose a flat rate on all income. So it could be 3% of your income. It could be as low as like, I've seen 1% on your income as a flat rate. Um, and they do generally have standard deductions on the state levels as well. So that helps to kind of take down some of your liability. With your federal taxes, you want to make sure that you are paying estimated taxes on those. So if you have a small business and you're generating a profit, you pay your estimated taxes quarterly on an IRS quarterly calendar, not a regular quarterly calendar, um, which we'll get into in a minute. But you pay your taxes quarterly, and that way when you go to file your yearly tax return, all of those taxes that you've paid already as an estimate get applied to the balance that you might owe. This helps you cut down on your interest and on any penalties for underpayment, so that way you can avoid that as much as possible. It is also required that you make estimated tax payments if you expect to owe taxes. I know that's kind of like the joke that the IRS you know, wants you to calculate your taxes and won't tell you if it's the right amount or if it's the wrong amount until you get audited. <laughs> but it is, uh, that is generally what they want you to do. They want you to kind of estimate your liability and pay taxes to take that liability down. The reason they want us to pay on a quarterly basis is so that it can be collected on a recurring cycle and they can continue to use those tax dollars for government purposes. So that way they're not all coming in at one time. The other thing with estimated taxes is that this will affect your social security because this goes in on your self-employment tax. When you file your annual IRS return, there is something called a schedule SE that is included when you're a business owner. This is your schedule self-employment. It reports all of the self-employment taxes that you pay throughout the year and is used to calculate and go into your social security balance and it helps when you are trying to collect social security when you're 67 and a half I think now. So how are we going to plan for paying these taxes? First you're going to understand what federal taxes you might owe um, and again this is the estimating. We're going to invest in a good accounting software like QuickBooks or Wave if you're looking for a free version. Just something that you can track your net income so that way you have a general idea of what you're going to end up having to owe at the end of the year. And then also knowing when you're going to seek outside help. That is the big one. If you are trying to figure out how much you owe in taxes and your tax return is just like a complicated jumble of credits and deductions and gross income and all kinds of other things and your head is just spinning, this is the time where we're going to reach out to a qualified tax preparer, an enrolled agent, anything at all, so that way we can go ahead and make sure that you're paying the right amount, you're not overpaying, and if you are overpaying, that you're getting that money back for your refund at the time of your return. And even if it's not refundable because you owe another liability, at least we can try to limit the liability on the remainder of your return. So franchise taxes are generally something paid by certain 
entities that want to do business in some states. Most states um, either call this a privilege tax or the franchise tax. It generally has a dollar amount as a minimum threshold before you have to pay the franchise tax. Some states are like a million dollars in revenue. Some are 1.5. And so they're pretty high thresholds, but some will charge regardless of income. So the state of Alabama will charge a privilege tax based on the fact that you have a corporation. It does not matter how much money the corporation made. So there is a base privilege tax for the state of Alabama. So it varies state by state. What it does, the franchise and privilege tax, what they do is they give the business the right to operate in that state. So without paying that tax, you're essentially disallowing yourself from conducting business in that state. Some companies might also be liable for the tax if you are physically in one state but conducting business in another state, if you have employees in that state. Um, so that's definitely something that you want to let your tax preparer, your enrolled agent, CPA, know about before they finalize your return because it may be conditional on what kind of business you're operating in specific states that they require you to file a return. If you're running a business in multiple states, you could end up having to file a return with each state for that business. So that's definitely something to keep in mind when you're expanding or looking at growing your business. The last one I want to talk about today is the one that we all love, uh, sales tax. Sales tax is pretty complicated. Um, it's definitely something that I recommend outsourcing to somebody who is qualified to handle your sales tax needs. We do process sales tax for clients, but I'm going to be totally honest with you. Once it gets to a certain point, once there's too many states involved, it goes over my head and we refer to somebody else who is a little bit more sales tax driven for their business model. So even we know our limits when it comes to sales tax. So what is sales tax? It's a tax imposed by your local state government or your local local government on any goods or services. That's the big one that is collected at the uh, point of sale by you, the retailer or the service provider and passed on to the government. Sales tax is super complex because, again, it can be on goods or services, but a lot of states don't charge on services. They only charge on very specific services. So you have to be sure to read up on that, what your local locality or your state requires as far as sales tax. The other thing is, is that sales tax can be destination-based or it can be origin-based um, for your state. If your sales tax is origin-based, you charge the sales tax rate for where you are. So... We're in Virginia. Virginia is origin-based. So if I sell to somebody in Florida, I would charge them the tax for where I am in Virginia, not the tax rate of Florida. However, if you're in a destination-based state, same scenario applies. I'm going to have to charge that person Florida sales tax rates, but remit the sales tax to Virginia. So that's where it gets very complicated. Sales tax can also be complicated because the rates change constantly. Amendments are done to constitutions or states will pass bills to increase the sales tax for a couple of years or a couple of months. And that can make it very complicated to keep track of what your sales tax rate is, what you should be charging your clients or your customers. And it can be a lot to remember. So if your sales tax is starting to get pretty complex, it's not something that you want to make an error on. So it's definitely something we recommend outsourcing as soon as it gets too complicated. And there are a couple of ways that we can more easily manage your sales tax liability. 
So for one, we want to know where we're collecting it and how we're reporting it. Right in hand with that is knowing whether your state is destination or origin based. The other thing is knowing when you have established a nexus in a new state. So there's different ways that you can establish nexus, whether it be through physical presence or through the amount of sales that you're conducting in a certain state. So that is also another thing to keep in track of if you're making multiple sales to different states. You want to make sure that the states are what their economic threshold is, what their physical threshold is for you to file and pay sales tax. You want to know the rates. You want to know your deadlines. You want to know how you need to file and pay a tax compliance calendar for all of these taxes. So with that tax compliance calendar, what you're essentially going to do is write down if any states that you have to file tax for, do they want you to file monthly? Do they want you to file quarterly? And then write the due dates down for all of those sales tax filings. Make sure that you give yourself a buffer of time so that way if anything comes up, you have time in order to make corrections. You have time to kind of delay your filing if you need to, to fix any errors or to make sure your calculations are correct. But don't wait until the 17th to file if it's due on the 19th. We try to get everyone filed by the 10th at the latest, and that way we have time between the 10th and the 19th slash 20th if it is looking like we might have to do some corrections or do a little bit more research into why the client owes this much in tax or why they don't owe anything in tax when they usually do. So the last thing I want to talk about, I just want to reiterate, if you feel like any of these taxes are hard to manage or like you might be missing some things, please outsource the management of these taxes to an accountant. We do offer the service, but you do not have to use us. I just want to throw it out there that if you are struggling with your taxes, it's not an area that you want to struggle with because it gets very stressful. So if you are struggling, please reach out. Please get help for this very important accounting issue. So I thank you guys for listening today. I hope that you have a absolutely wonderful week and tune in next week because we are going to be talking about why 2023 is going to be the biggest year in your business ever. So I'm super excited. We're going to talk about why 2023 is going to be the biggest year for my business and what I have planned. And so again, another full open book episode, and I'm super excited to share it with you guys. So I hope y'all have a really great week and stay safe and I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe and follow Tatum Accounting on Instagram. You can also do us a huge favor by leaving a review. It's the best way to support us. Let's catch up next week. Same time, same place.